On today's show, inventory for hybrids, plug-ins, and EVs start to pile up. Would you want to wear these glasses while driving? And is there enough hydrogen to power fuel cell cars? All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for April 10th of 2015. Mini is taking an interesting approach to augmented reality. Instead of overlaying images on a screen or the windshield, the company has developed a pair of glasses for the driver to wear called Mini Augmented Vision. The glasses display things like navigation arrows, the speed of the vehicle, and it also allows the driver to see through parts of the car, like the A-pillars or doors. The glasses were co-developed with several Qualcomm companies. It's a pretty cool idea, but people don't like wearing glasses to watch 3D TVs, so I wonder if drivers will be willing to wear the augmented reality glasses. When GM's new mid-sized trucks, the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon debuted last year, many people wondered if they would cannibalize sales from the company's large pickups. No, it's not happening. According to Ward's, First quarter Chevy Silverado sales were just shy of 127,000 units, a gain of nearly 18% compared to a year ago, and the GMC Sierra was up 7%, hitting 45,000 units. So far it looks like GM made a good bet on bringing out the smaller trucks, and it now has an unquestioned leadership in the pickup segment. As we've told you before, sales of hybrids, plug-ins, and EVs are falling and now inventory levels are starting to pile up. The Mitsubishi i has 240 days supply, and the Honda CRZ and Chevy Volt are over 200. The Honda Insight, Nissan Leaf, and Cadillac ELR aren't quite as bad as those models, but each are over 100 days. But not all EVs are struggling. The electric version of the Mercedes B-Class is at 45 days supply, and the Tesla Model S is only at one day. But those are the exceptions. Ford just announced an $8,000 discount for the C-Match and Fusion Energy, and GM is idling production of the Volt until the new one comes out. So if you're in the market for a plug-in, now is the time to look for screaming deals. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Earlier this year, we got a look at the sleeker, more stylish Honda Pilot, and as we get closer to its on-sale date, we're learning even more about the SUV. It has a new intelligent all-wheel drive setup that features the automaker's all-new traction management system with four selectable drive modes. The Pilot will also get Honda's suite of driver safety technologies called HondaSense, which includes collision mitigation braking with forward collision warning, lane keep assist, and adaptive cruise control. And for those looking for a more upscale feel, a new top-of-the-line elite trim level is available. The new Pilot goes on sale this summer. A company called AutoNet Mobile brought the first Wi-Fi hotspots into cars, working with GM, Mercedes-Benz, FCA, and Subaru. Now it's coming out with what it calls a TCU, a telematics control unit. It's an amazingly powerful computer. Autonet says it can provide over-the-air updates, even for legacy ECUs. 
In fact, it can reflash any ECU connected to the can, which is the central nervous system for a car. This feature alone could provide huge warranty cost savings for car companies. It can also do real-time vehicle diagnostics, including predictive maintenance. Even more, it's an intrusion detector, meaning it can detect and prevent hackers from taking control of a car. Maserati, FCA, Mopar, and General Motors are the first ones to sign up for the TCU. While Lexus just released this teaser shot of the new ES sedan that shows a larger and bolder spindle grille with more stylized headlamp assemblies. At the moment, we'll have to wait a few weeks to see the rest of the car when it debuts at the Shanghai Auto Show. And coming up next, a look at the different sources we can get hydrogen fuel from. Automakers are very bullish when it comes to fuel cell vehicles, but one major hurdle they need to overcome is the availability of fuel needed to power those cars. So how hard will it be to scale up hydrogen production for fuel cell vehicles? On AutoLine this week, we're joined by a trio of fuel cell experts, and they talk about if it's possible to get the hydrogen needed for fuel cell vehicles. As it turns out, we produce a tremendous amount of hydrogen, not for uh, fuel cell vehicles, but for uh, ammonia production, which is used in, in making fertilizers for uh, food production, uh, refining, natural refining uh, crude oil to make it into gasoline. That's a tremendous uh, footprint for hydrogen. Uh, it does cost energy because it doesn't exist as a molecule. It's in other molecules, so you have to sort of take it out. But there, is, there are very green strategies for doing that. If you consider, uh, for example, water electrolysis, you can take solar energy, convert it into electricity, use that to drive electrolysis, make hydrogen and oxygen. The oxygen can be used for something as well. And uh, that would be, quote unquote, green. You know, you use a renewable, sustainable uh, natural resource. But if you're using water, is that a good thing? I mean, there's oh, a yeah. lot of concern worldwide now yeah, so, on water. You know, with everything, um, uh, if, you, if you are not careful about how it's done, you could create problems. But of course, we have an opportunity now at the early stages to consider water management. Uh, there are tremendous issues related to water if we start creating more associated with using water to produce hydrogen. It, it, that's, that's a, no, a non-starter. So uh, at this early stage, we can start looking at that water, energy, the water, food, all of these nexus, nexuses, I guess. Uh, you can start considering those. And this is the perfect time. I mean, we have all of these challenges. Let's try to figure out how to address all of them more or less at the same time. Also, if I can add, yeah, do. in terms of uh, renewable hydrogen, actually right across the street from Hyundai's headquarters in uh, Fountain Valley, there's what we call the OS OCSD station, which is Orange County Sanitation District. And what they actually do is they take yeah. sewage and use a tri-generation fuel cell to produce heat, electricity, and hydrogen. And in fact, most of the vehicles that we have are fueled by this biogas, which is basically comes from sewage. So there's a, you know, um, electrolysis is not the only, you know, uh, direction for renewable hydrogen, but there are multiple pathways. And especially with uh, sewage and uh, biogas, you know, we know it's going to be around. And so there's an opportunity to produce a lot of hydrogen through that uh, means. There's a lot of great info about fuel cells in that show, and you can watch that entire episode right now on our website, autoline.tv. 
But that wraps up today's AutoLine Daily. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.